Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first ever Brick Fantasy Football Podcast. That's right, we're the Brick Podcast. We are laying your foundation for the DFS Plays of the Week. I'm your host, Rick Butterly. I'm here with my co-host, Brian Lee. Thanks, Rick. Glad to be here. Exciting to get started. Um, I'm pumped to do this week's picks. All right, great. Well, uh, before we get into this week's picks, why don't we do a quick recap of what happened in week eight. Um, there were a lot of injuries that players went down with, some key players, some not so key. Uh, Brian, you want to tell us some of the injuries that, that we saw in week eight? There was a bunch of them. We got Steve Smith going down, Le'Veon Bell, uh, Keenan Allen. Looks like all three of those guys will be out for the remainder of the season. Then we got Matt Forte, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyree Robinson, Reggie Bush, Kendall Wright, Josh McCown. All left last week's games, not expected to play this week. Yeah, so that is uh, quite the list. Those top three, um, definitely some big names that are out for the season. Uh, We'll get in a little bit later to some of the guys that might be good plays this week uh, that could fill in the gaps for those players. But to start out, we're going to start out with our quarterback position, and I'm going to let you know some of the top plays this week. Uh, Now, I'm not normally one to go for a top-priced guy at the quarterback position, just because I do think that there's similar value that can be found with lower salary guys. But you have to stop and look at Tom Brady's matchup this week. The Washington Redskins are absolutely horrible against the pass this year. Uh, They've got some key guys out in the secondary, and Tom Brady has been absolutely phenomenal all season long. Um, He's really looking for blood. What would you say, Brian? Redskins' top two corners are out this week? Yeah, their top two corners are out. Uh, The top two corners have been out for a couple weeks here now. Um, So their defense is depleting. Uh, They're really struggling on both offense and defense. So I'm looking for this one to be a shootout for the Patriots. Uh, But I don't expect them to lay off too much on the pass. They've still been passing the ball a lot, especially in the first half. Um, Gronkowski's been getting back in the swing of things. Uh, So I think Tom Brady, if you're looking to pay up for quarterback this week, this could be the week to do it just because he could be the top play of this week. Highest Vegas points this week? Highest Vegas points is the Redskins-Patriots game. That's correct, yes. How many? You know that? Uh, I believe it's at 56. So Patriots are going to score 52 points. Where are they coming from? Uh, I think a lot of that's going to come from Tom Brady. Uh, even when their running game does get into it, uh, they do a lot of passes out of the backfield to Deion Lewis. Um, LeGarrette Blunt should probably have a big week. Um, but I think that there's enough to go around with the Patriots this year, week in and week out. So that being said, um, there are a number of other juicy plays at the quarterback position this week, uh, especially in terms of matchups. But one guy that I would look to go with is Drew Brees. Um, He's at home again this week. Uh, Last week he was pretty underplayed and undervalued in a lot of of tournaments on FanDuel and on DraftKings, Um, and I don't really know why. He has been struggling to start out the season, as has the Saints offense, Uh, but you can never count out Drew Brees and and Sean Payton at home. Um, He threw seven touchdowns last week, obviously that tied an NFL record, um, and I don't expect him to have 
too much trouble this week either against the Tennessee Titans. Um, Brees is set at 8,500 on FanDuel, which is a little bit of a bump after his record-setting day. Um, but like I said, playing at home, I do think they are completely different performers. Um, he's got uh, a newcomer to his offense in Ben Watson, who's really stepped into a role in that tight end offense um, that, to fill that hole that Jimmy Graham left behind. So I think that the Saints are starting to find their offensive, uh, their offensive pace, and I think he's another good play this week. Kyrie Robinson went down last week, too. I think that gives their passing game at least a couple extra um, attempts. Uh, their goal line back is, is hurt. Uh, Kyrie was getting, getting a bunch of goal line hurries, so I, I, uh, carries, so I think uh, Drew Brees might get a couple extra goal line uh, passes in this week, too. Um, we're going to choose one more QB. I'm going to chime in for my third QB. Uh, I'm going to add to the list before we do some value picks for you here. Um, my QB of the week this week is Peyton Manning. His uh, price has gone down since uh, everybody thinks he's now uh, incapable, uh, which he's proving them wrong week after week as the Broncos keep winning. Uh, the Broncos are playing the Colts. Colts allow the most points to QB and have the 30th ranked pass defense. Peyton Manning's price is down. Uh, might be the week to play Old Man Rivers. Yeah, Peyton Manning at 7,700 on FanDuel. Uh, that's about good for the 10th-ranked quarterback, 10th-priced uh, quarterback on FanDuel. Um, and he's even cheaper on DraftKings at 6300 so he could be a good value there. Worst pass defense versus Peyton Manning at a good price. I think that's a good play this week. Uh, any value picks this week? Rick, if you're, quote-unquote, punting the position um, or, or paying way down for someone you might might have a great week. Anybody this week you're looking out for? Sure. Uh, one I want to go with is definitely going to be Derek Carr. Um, he's da- all the way down there at $7,000 on FanDuel, which is extremely cheap. Is that the cheapest starting quarterback? Um, it's one of the cheapest starting quarterbacks out there. Yeah, probably outside of... Uh, uh, Blaine Gabbert, maybe? Blaine Gabbert, probably right, exactly. Um, and the, the Raiders are facing the Steelers this week. The Steelers did shut down the Cincinnati Bengals pass game last week, but I think that was more a game of um, ball control that the Bengals were playing, um, more of it so than it was the defense. Um, Derek Carr's been absolutely crushing it lately. His past two weeks, he's... Uh, had 622 yards, seven touchdowns, and zero interceptions uh, since they've had their week six bye. So uh, Vegas predicts this game to be the, one of the top five high-scoring games of the week, uh, meaning that Carr and the Raiders should be playing a lot of catch-up as they do most weeks. So I think he'll be getting his opportunities to throw the ball. I agree with that. Carr at the Steelers. Um, Going to be tough for the Raiders to run this week. Steelers' pass D is bad. Definitely agree with your Carr pick there. All right, well, uh, moving on to the running back position. Uh, let's see what you got, Brian. I got, uh, I got two gems here this week, Rick. Uh, I think this week is a tough week to pick the, the guys that have been doing well traditionally so far this season. Um, the mainstay in my lineup has been Todd Gurley, but Gurley's got a tough matchup this week, so I, I thought of two guys, one being uh, Jeremy Langford of the Chicago Bears. San Diego's 28th versus the run. Um, 
John Fox loves to run the ball. San Diego gives up the most points to fantasy running backs. Uh, the Bears are going to be at San Diego, so I think John Fox is going to try and control the ball. Linkford is going to get touches. And so far from what I've seen, he's a good running back. Uh, on FanDuel, he's 6,400. He's, he's a huge value, and I'm going to find, him, find ways to get him in my lineup this week. Um, the other guy I'm going with this week is Ingram from the Saints. Saints are going up against the Titans at home. Uh, Titans are 21st against the run. Kyrie Robinson is out. Ingram's going to be getting those goal line touches when the Saints are running. Um, they got Spiller on the roster as well, but Spiller's more a between-the-20s guy, plays in the pass game. I think he's going to get a lot more uh, run this week as well. But I, Ingram's now the guy there. No more touches hawked by Kyrie. Uh, I think Ingram's a, a great play this week. You got anybody on your uh, radar, Rick? Yeah, one guy I did want to mention, and you did mention that he has a tough matchup this week, and I wouldn't play him in FanDuel because he's the top-priced guy this week. But over on DraftKings, Todd Gurley's price has not yet been adjusted um, to his value because he's at only 6900 whereas on FanDuel he's at 9000 um, And although they are playing the defensive-minded Minnesota Vikings, um, in his last four games, Gurley's rushed for 146, 159, 128, and 133 yards. Yikes. Uh, so he's been getting the volume to get those insane numbers, and I expect um, the, the Rams to be riding the hot hand again this week. Um, some value picks this week we were discussing earlier, and LeGarrette Blunt is actually priced the same as Jeremy Langford this week. Uh, and LeGarrette Blunt is going against the worst, the worst Rundy in a home favored game. Uh, that's uh, Vegas anticipates scoring the most points this week. So there's going to be points coming out of this Patriots game. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of LeGarrette Blunt, but I'm always, always, always nervous to play Patriots running backs. Yep, agree. So uh, heed that as you will. Um, Deion Lewis is significantly more expensive than LeGarrette Blunt, And if we're talking about a toss-up with Patriots running backs, I think Blunt might be the safer play just because he's cheaper. And one of them is going to get a bunch of points this week, along with Tom Brady. Uh, so Blunt would be my value pick. You, you got any value picks this week, Rick, at running back? Anybody, anybody flying under the radar for cheap? No, I think you hit it on the head there with Blunt. Uh, he was the guy I was going to go with. At running back, I'm probably either going to splurge for one of those top guys you picked um, or keep it with Langford, uh, Blunt. Again, D'Angelo Williams is going to be a guy that a lot of people are going to go after this week uh, because of the Le'Veon Bell injury. He does have a great matchup against the Oakland Raiders. Um, and, and Williams is a guy who showed that he was able to handle uh, the team by himself. Uh, but just do keep in mind that he's going to be a guy that's going to be very heavily owned this week. So if you are looking for a contrarian play, um, maybe one of these other guys might might give you the boost that you need. And I think we, we decided we're going to split up wide receivers. Um, I'm paying up for wide receiver this week. I think, I think this is a good week to pay down for running back, possibly pay down for tight end. And so I'm paying up for wide receivers. Um, my wide receiver won this week, highest price player on DraftKings. 
Um, he's a top three highest priced player on FanDuel. But Julio Jones is is a must play this week. Cash games, tourney games, head-to-head games, whatever you're playing, get Julio Jones in your lineup. The 49ers are 27th against the pass. They're 23rd in, in uh, scoring defense. They allow the fourth most points to wide receivers. Julio Jones is a beast. Week in, week out, double-digit targets. Um, he's my wide receiver one and, and, and a must-play this week, in my opinion. Um, my other play is Mike Evans, who had a really disappointing week last week, let's call it. But he's going against the Giants, and we all saw what New Orleans just did to the Giants. And, and I'm not saying James Winston is even close to Drew Brees, but the Giants' pasty is really, really bad. Um, Mike Evans is the 12th most expensive wide receiver going against the 32nd-ranked pass defense. Um, the uh, Buccaneers also don't have very many other options which means that Mike Evans is going to be the targeted player going against a really bad pass defense. And James Winston may not be a Pro Bowl quarterback yet, but he's getting there. He's moving forward. Those games, he's progressing as a player, making better decisions. And let's just be honest, he's just got to throw it up to Mike in the end zone, and we're going to be cashing in this week. You, you, you had any wide receiver uh, plays this week, Rick? Yeah, um, and that's some good points you had with Julio there. He's definitely going to be in a majority of my lineups. Um, another guy I'm going to be paying up for is Odell Beckham Jr. Um, we saw OBJ erupt for a monster performance last week against the New Orleans Saints defense. Um, but guess what? The Giants actually have an even, even easier matchup this week at home against Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay is the third worst fantasy defense to opposing wide receivers, and they just gave up a 12-162-1 line to Julio Jones last week. Um, Beckham has a short history of going on hot streaks, and I expect him to continue through on this week in Week 9. I think the Giants figured out that uh, the offense has to run through Odell Beckham Jr., and they need to figure out a way to get him the ball any way they can. So I'm definitely paying up for him this week. This might be a shootout, this Bucks giants game. Yeah. Have you ever said a Bucks game might be a shootout? Yeah. This might be the week. Yeah. This might be the week, which... Leads us to the tight ends. You got any good tight end plays this week, Rick? I do. Uh, So for tight end, a guy that I think you want to keep an eye on this week is going to be Heath Miller. Um, The Steelers are going up against the Oakland Raiders, and it's been well documented this year the Raiders' struggles against the tight ends. Um, But in case you haven't heard, the the Raiders are by far and away the worst team against tight ends, having given up eight touchdowns in only seven weeks to the tight end position. Um, Heath Miller's always been a security blanket for Ben Roethlisberger, um, and in Ben's first game back from injury last week, he threw Heath's way 13 times, I'm sorry, 13 times for 10 receptions and 105 yards. Um, Those were all team highs uh, last week in the Steelers' 16-10 loss to the Bengals. So with Bell out this week and them going up against the worst tight end defense in the league, I do expect Heath Miller to see a lot of targets, have a big game, and hopefully get in the end zone. Um, Another guy I would go with, certainly in cash games, uh, because he's not even that expensive, and he should be a lock for 
definitely the targets and the volume is Greg Olson. Um, he's coming off a nice week last week in which he scored a touchdown. They're facing the Green Bay Packers, um, who have struggled a little bit guarding the tight end. That is the that is the weak spot in their defense. Um, Olson gets the t- the targets in this offense, um, and he should be. F- the Carolina should be forced to throw the ball a lot more than normal this ye- this week, since they could be trailing on the road in Green Bay. Um, this game has a high point total, and Ol- Olson averages over 10 targets per game from from Cam Newton. Um, Greg Olson actually has 62 targets on the year, which is second only to Rob Gronkowski, who has 63. So I think that Greg Olson is a great play, both on FanDuel and DraftKings this week um, in cash games, because I think he's a lock to to get you a solid 8 to 10 points at a floor. So there's there's two other tight ends that, that I thought warranted some discussion um, the first is is my guy this week, which is Delaney Walker. Uh, the Saints defense is bad. Again, Saints torched by um, the Giants last week. I think they're going to let up some points this week. Who on this Tennessee Titans team is going to score some points? We don't know who their quarterback is uh, yet this week. They're changing their coach. Um, their running back is a rookie. Um Kendall Wright sprained his knee last week. Um, Tennessee is a mess, but I I think the Saints' D is bad enough that somebody on the Titans is going to score some points. Um, And I I think Delaney Walker is the only safe play here. Um, So I think Delaney Walker is going to be in some of my lineups this week. Um, The other guy that we both kind of agreed on that's kind of been talked a lot about in the fantasy world since his return is uh, Antonio Gates. Um, Keenan Allen, how many touches does does he have? He was like leading leading the NFL. Yeah, leading the league in targets. Um, Or I'm sorry, leading the team in targets with 92. He's third in the league. uh, 92. 92 So so Keenan Allen's targets got to go somewhere. Um, we think they're going to Gates. Yeah, I mean they got to go to Gates. Um, if not Gates, they're gonna go. They're gonna be spread around, obviously, to Stevie Johnson. Uh, Malcolm Floyd's gonna get some targets. Antonio Gates. There's been some talk about Ladarius Green possibly um, still getting his snaps and his reps and his targets. That didn't happen last week. Um, he only had one catch last week, but. Uh, I agree with with Brian. Um, Antonio Gates' his price tag hasn't quite caught up to his role yet in that San Diego offense. Um, he didn't play in Week Seven due to an injury, and so that probably had a little bit of of, of something to do with it. Um, he only came back for those couple games there, then he missed a game, and then he was questionable last week. Uh, so I think that's why his price tag hasn't hasn't been driven up yet. Um, but he's a guy that definitely gets the targets in that offense in an offense that's needing someone to take over some targets. All that being said, they go up against the Chicago Bears. Um, who? How good a, is that pass defense? Right? Yeah, they have a horrible pass defense. Um, so they've been vulnerable to giving up a lot of yards and good field position. Uh, so Gates, definitely another good play this week. Uh, Chargers don't run the ball. Um, they love to pass. Allen's target's got to go somewhere. Um, that leads us to our last category, which is our defense. Um, in my opinion, there's only two defenses that you can play this week. Um, it's the Rams defense or the Jets defense. Um, the Rams are going against the Vikings. I think that's going to be a really low scoring game. 
So that in in the Rams, you know, you get that added benefit from the return game, um, all all that good stuff. Um, Rams defense has been consistently good this week or uh, this year in terms of points. Um, and the other defense is the Jets. Jets are going against the Jacksonville. Um, Jets have number one run defense, and the Jaguars can't run the ball. So uh, Blake Bortles is going to be chucking, and he he's going to be chucking often early. And often, Jets are going to be at home. Uh, the Jets are going to have a ton of opportunities to pick Blake Bortles off. And, and this week, I think one or two of those might go to the house. Um, so the Jets is the other defense I got playing. Um, they're a really good tournament play this week, in my opinion, because I, I believe that the Rams are the cash play. The Jets are the tourney play because uh, the Jets played poorly last week. Got torched by Derek Carr, who we have as, as a sneaky play this week. Um, but I, I, I think that the performance Derek Carr turned in was more of, uh, more of, uh, um, positive for Derek Carr than it was a negative against the Jets. I think Derek Carr is just a much better quarterback than people give him credit for. And, uh, the, so the Jets are going to be less owned this week and I think they're going to have plenty of opportunities to score big. Yep. I agree with you on both of those. Um, the Rams have just been killing it lately. They have been... They've only given up 12 points in the past two weeks combined uh, total, so that's really good. Um, I think they're a great play this week. Another play that I just want to throw out there um, would be the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Falcons aren't known for having the best fantasy defense, um, but they are playing against the 49ers, who just announced that they're benching Colin Kaepernick in favor of Blaine Gabbert this week. Um, also, Carlos Hyde is probably going to be out. Um, Reggie Bush it was lost last week for the season. Um, so I think they just signed Pierre Thomas, um, but he's probably not going to play, or even if he does, he won't be effective. 49ers lose a tight end, too, this week? They lost uh, Vernon Davis. Good point. He's traded to the Denver Broncos to play with Peyton Manning, um, which is another another big thing that happened this week um, because we know how Peyton Manning likes his tight ends and so we may see the resurgence of Vernon Davis who hasn't had any fantasy relevancy since Colin Kaepernick went to that offense Um, so I just wanted to say that the Falcons are a tricky play they are on the road I don't always like to play the road defenses um, but I just think they've got a lot of opportunity for turnovers this week Blink Everett's going to be chucking the ball. Uh, they don't have any running backs left. Um, unless Pierre Thomas is going to come back and grasp the offense in four days. Um, they, they got the uh, rugby player back there, but, but I, th- I think they're going, to, they're going to try and throw with Gabbard. I don't think they have much of choice. That offensive line is terrible. Um, Falcons, Falcons are a good sneaky defense to play this week. Definitely. Um, I think that we'd like to start a segment on our show. Uh, Rick and I both like to play stacks. Uh, stacks are when you play the quarterback and a receiver on from the same team together. Um, most often, the stacks that go... The stacks that I pick most of the time are the quarterbacks that I think are going to go off this week, and I couple that quarterback with a receiver that I think has a really good chance to do well as well. So my stack of the week is, and we're kind of picking on the 49ers a little bit, uh, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones is my stack of the week. 
Uh, Matt Ryan is a value pick um, in DFS this week. His price is relatively affordable. Um, he's the seventh most expensive running or quarterback in FanDuel. And I, I believe that Julio Jones is the number one fantasy player this week. So you're getting good value with Matt Ryan at the quarterback. The Falcons are going to score a lot of points against a bad 49ers defense. Uh, the 49ers offense can't keep the ball. They can't move the ball. So the ball is going to be in the Falcons' hands a lot, and I think it's going to be Matt Ryan to Julio Jones for a big payday this week. You got any uh, you got any stacks on your radar this week, Rick? Yeah, I think a stack that I'm probably going to play around with this week is going to be Ben Roethlisberger um, stacked up with either Antonio Brown or definitely Heath Miller. Um, I think that the Steelers going up against the Raiders, uh, they're going to have a good week. Ben Roethlisberger did not have a particularly great week last week in his first game back from injury. I think that's going to change this week, um, especially with Le'Veon Bell being out. They're going to be forced to, to push the ball a little bit more down the field. Um, he's got uh, Antonio Brown. He's got Martavis Bryant. He's got Heath Miller. He's got D'Angelo Williams. So that offense has got its weapons. Um, so I probably want to get a couple shares of that stack. Um, Another thing that we've been hearing a lot about lately has been the stack between running back and defense, um, which can be a valuable stack in terms of if you think the running back is going to have a good game due to game script, you think the team is going to be up by a lot of points at the end of the game, so the running back is going to get a lot of carries. And so you would think that the defense is also going to have a good game since they're not going to be giving up a lot of points that way. Um, that's never been something that I've strived to do or that I've you know, sought to accomplish in my lineups. But I actually went back and looked at a couple of my lineups this year and noticed that I did actually do that a lot. So maybe that is something to think about. It might actually be beneficial. Um, have you tried that, Brian, and has that had any success for you? Well, this year, this year has been undoubtedly the year of Todd Gurley and the Rams' defense. So right, it just right. so happens that we're always playing those two players. Um, so this year I have done that a lot. But, I mean, you, you have to really dive into game script here. Um, it's got to be the home-favored defense that you're playing. And then you have to have confidence in their running back. Which actually brings me full circle because I think the Jets D are the one of the best defenses to play this week, and I also think that Chris Ivory might be a very good running back to play this week. The Jaguars love to throw; they have an explosive offense. So I think to mitigate that, the Jets are going to be running the ball. Um, so uh, in my eyes, we could have a big week of Jets D's turning the ball over to Chris Ivory in that offense that wants to keep the ball out of the hands of that explosive Jaguars offense. Um, so there are very, very many times where I'd like to play the running back defense stack, uh, so to speak. Um, but, but you have to be very mindful of game script here. Mm -hmm. um, so you mentioned that you were gonna you, you you wanted to play Antonio Brown, Heath Miller, and Ben Roethlisberger. Rick, how many players, in your opinion, 
from one team is too many to play on your DFS roster? That's a good question. Um, and again, I, I'm not sure you can answer that question in terms of how many players. I think you do need to look at the matchups and what's going on with each individual player there. Um, but that's a good question because I actually had this problem last week um, where I was about to enter or submit one of my lineups on FanDuel and I had Andy Dalton, I had A.J. Green, I had Tyler Eifert, and I also even had Marvin Jones in there as my value receiver because he was priced so low. Um, and last week was a week where the Bengals were projected to have a high-octane passing attack against the Steelers. It was supposed to be a shootout. Um, Andy Dalton has been red hot all year long. That was expected to continue. Uh, A.J. Green was supposed to have a monster game on the road. Um, and none of that really happened. Um, Andy Dalton had like 12 points, uh, and no one really had an amazing game to where if I did pick that lineup, I really would have shot myself in the foot by picking a bunch of players from the same team. Um, so you really do have to want, worry about that, and I think kind of going along with that, you have to worry about getting yourself into the trap of only playing players from that hot offense. Um, and every year there's a hot offense um, this year, it could be the Patriots. Um, last year, it was the Colts. The year before that, it was the Broncos. Um, the year before that, it was the Packers. You just you, pl you played anybody from that offense, and you had a good chance of getting a lot of points. But like I said, you really have to play the matchups. You have to look at each individual position, um, how they play against each individual defense. Because just because a team has a poor defense, it doesn't mean that they may not have a good run defense or they have a shutdown corner on their team. Um, and those are the things you really need to look at and how they affect the fantasy output. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, Rick. Yeah, that was good. Let's do it again next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see, see you ya. next week.